0: Howdy, this is Grant Cole in Houston.
1: This is Rick Collins in Dallas. And I'm Dustin Zare in Austin. Thanks for joining Texas Rugby Monthly. your favorite time of every single month when the three most attractive gentlemen in all of well I mean mean, we're pretty much the most attractive gentlemen in all of Texas rugby we get together to chat What? At least there's one, maybe one, maybe two. I don't know. It's definitely not me. And I don't know if it's you or not, but we do have the Casanova, the cat's cradle coming out of Houston. That is the wonderful Grant Cole, the debonair desperado up in Dallas, Mr. Rick Collins. And I, of course, am the alluring audio aristocrat down here in Austin, Texas. Dustin's there. Welcome to Texas rugby monthly gentlemen. It's been, man, it's been a busy, busy month of rugby in Texas, man.
2: I think we called it before we even uh, went off last time that it was going to be, you know, four or five weeks in before we got back together. And it's been a wild it's, four or it's, five.
1: It's, yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, we're talking five weeks of MLR, club play is back, high school play is back, crazy things have happened all over the place. Oh, man, it's but it's been good. You guys been, guys been doing all right, hanging in there? managing you have you watched every single rugby match that you've been able to get your hands on this this past couple months there's past months excuse me <laughs>
0: especially now that uh, the rugby networks on roku
1: oh hey just, oh, just today news came out wait are you guys both roku guys is that why
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't have. I
1: don't. I have Apple TV. I don't think it's on Apple TV, so I don't know. I just hey, use this, guy, this
2: fancy guy down here in Austin. I know that's Austin, uh, the Fancy. Uh,
1: that's how we do. It. It's all tech all the time down here in Austin. Of course, why would we want anything else? I mean, Roku. Come on. Yes,
0: because Roku's not tech. It's so analog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I think uh, you know. Obviously, uh, th- that's been big news, right? You know, the the rugby network has been. You think about like all the different, you know, streaming services, and you know, play, I just go back to like Flow Sports and having to pay to watch the ARC or pay to watch the USA Eagles. The MLR did it right, and with the Rugby Network, in order to get the game out to the public, right? We we've got our one to two matches a week that's on Fox Sports Two, or last week was on Fox Sports One, which is even better. Um, yeah. And then you know, obviously the CBS Sports Network game of the week. But for anybody else that wants to watch a single match, you you can go online or go on your Roku now or on an app or on your phone or on your tablet, and you can watch every rugby thing, every <laughs> rugby game that's out there right now. And the MLR, of course. Um, but that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty phenomenal move for Major League Rugby in general.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, this is going to, they're going to continue to expand the service, uh, providing, I, I'm guessing, other rugby that. This will end up costing money in the future, sure. But for the first year, to allow us all to be watching every single match, not only watch them live, but we can watch every single replay on the same app. We don't have to go somewhere else for the replays, and we can watch highlights. We can get um, analysis, um, post game analysis, and everything like that, and stories and everything on the same app. I think is a it really is a gigantic win for MLR.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, for you know, for the most part, I feel as though like the the stories that come out, the stuff that they're doing with you know, there's so many people who do you know random programming, you know, like the rugby wrap up. Like he's been working on that for years. They're on the they're on the rugby network. You know, the new show you know from Ben Foden and uh, oh, I forget who's the who's Ben Foden's co host right now uh, on on their little show, the Clubhouse. I don't know. I haven't watched an episode.
2: Didn't so- Blaine Scully Blaine Scully announced that uh he was doing something on there as well. He was gonna oh, really? provide content. Yeah. Yep.
1: No, I had no idea. But I think that that's, that's one of those things, um, for yeah, obviously the rugby network is a tech, we can talk about it on this show. Cause it is out of Texas. We're either running it out yeah. of Austin, like the studio is here in Austin. Um, I've been in talks with the guys uh, t- to do, to potentially do some stuff to, you know, some ideas that, that I've had that gonna, I want to pitch them. Cause I think there needs to be more content, more you know American sports. Fans want more content, right? They will just want more, 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 more sports analysis and in, you know, in-depth analysis. Like the 30-minute show that they're doing on Fox Sports Two every Tuesday is fantastic. The replay is great, but people just want more. They want more stats, more
2: updates on injuries, on signings. Oh and god! In,
1: like don't even talk about injuries with people right now. <laughs> just give a damn injury report. <laughs> uh, but there, there is an injury report now being released uh, oh, to the oh,
2: public really? that we can see. And, uh, you know, that, that sort of stuff, um, it's coming off the rugby network. I don't remember who's writing it up, but it's a write up. Um, yeah. and I mean, it's something that's, uh, you know, you know, an advance on some weird. It also, are, that weird.
0: It also that, requires that the teams, it also requires that the teams, uh, put into that report, you know, contribute to it Yeah, and not all of the teams are contributing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can be honest, I I've, I had a conversation with Simon Thomas and just I asked him, I said, hey, do you know, will they ever I mean, because there's betting that goes on for MLR, right? And if you are, I, I don't, I don't gamble on on sports or anything like that. But if you're a sports gambler, if you bet on the games, you want to know who's injured, who's not, who has a potential yeah. of playing, who doesn't, you know, if 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 I'm going into, you know, say last week, for example, when Austin played Seattle, if I'm going in the match and I don't know, you got to get your bets in ahead of time and you don't know that Isaac Ross is playing, you may, you know, place your wager a different way. Uh, instead, Isaac Ross plays, has six, six line out steals and seven takes and makes everybody else look like they're childish. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but yeah, I think that it's, you know, Rugby Network overall doing great things. Obviously, it's everywhere. There's other stuff for rugby too, other places you can go to watch things like Texas Rugby Monthly, our Facebook page um a shameless plug as always because it's our damn show <laughs> uh, we can play it all we want but you know obviously for for texas rugby monthly the huns and blacks played which is we'll talk about here in a minute but I, I showed that game i you know the huns streamed it and i co-streamed it and sent it over to everybody so that you could watch it um you know if you tuned in and you want you know if you're a rugby fan in texas and we're just wanted to watch some rugby tune in you never know what's going to happen um yeah. i know i know that there's other games coming up around that we may that we'll try to try to promote. I think the the Huns do a pretty good job because they've got that uh, kind of that high um, high press box type thing that they just post a camera up. Uh, sometimes the commentary isn't exactly the greatest. Um, you know, little opinionated, one side, not the other. Uh, especially especially in a Huns Blacks Derby. Uh, I mean, come on. There, there's some uh, there was some guys on there that were talking about uh, some penalties. I'm like, oh, you're much watching a different game than I am. <laughs> so. Now but it's good, so hey, I tell you what you wanna want jump around and and talk or talk about what's going on in each one of the uh the cities right now since yeah, let's cr- do it crazy stuff unfortunately uh we don't have a guest this week, which is okay. it happens uh our guests just um we had one planned and then no communication from them, so we'll uh' we'll get. You know, we'll, we'll find another one for next time. I got to move to the back of the uh, line now. Though. Yeah, now you got to go all the way back. So for the, <laughs> into the twentieth show. So into <laughs> into twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh, That's how busy know, we are?
1: Yeah, you know, I'll I'll kick us off down here in Austin. You know, since it starts with A, it is the first letter of the alphabet. Uh, <laughs> there have been, I mean, I I can be honest and say, if you're a rugby fan in Austin. You are just living exciting times right now. Um, there is there is so much vibrancy around well, sports in general in Austin, because you know, Austin FC started, so that was exciting for them. Got their first win. Got their first win. Really I, I will give major shout out to uh the AG's social media, Coach Harris, Coach Girard. They all sent out their congratulatory remarks to um to Austin FC. And for for austin fc claiming that they were like the first pro sports team in austin which is not true um i I do think that the ags have been doing a good uh, a a good solid i'll call it you know telling everybody like hey go check out if you can Uh, you can't get tickets to go watch austin fc play that's unless you want to pay like 300 dollars a ticket like it's insane uh for when they start playing at home yeah it's nuts but you know just to support that rugby is going crazy here we've got all the teams are playing now so the valks played huns played blacks played the orcs have been playing i know that um um the round rock rage they just updated their logo i saw today i think on social media which is a a new cool looking logo Uh, i don't know if they're quite playing yet but i know that they're continuing to practice and i know uh, the university of texas um down here the men's and women's team they've been out practicing i think that they're potentially playing games but i'm not 100 percent sure on that one yet because i actually haven't seen them post a score post uh, updates on them playing so um maybe rick you have more insight into like college college scene if you know what i'll give it i'll give it on. when i
2: get my uh when i get to talk about else.
1: yeah sure that, that works because i i honestly i can be truthful i know i talked with the guys on uh the uh the ut social media for the the rugby channel or for the rugby p- team i just don't know who if they're actually playing right now i know they're practicing just not playing Um, maybe, um, so all things aside, you know, my, my big three things right now, first one is, is definitely, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, I have to start with the AGs, right. You know, we started probably a month ago when we were kicking off, we had, I don't, I can't remember if it was like right as we played our first game and lost, or it was close, close to that first one, but we lost our first two and sorry, Grant. You know, I just, I have to, but you know, it was literally that Houston match that uh, set the catalyst for us and set us on a four game win streak. And it, you know, it, it's been, I was at the game last week. It was fantastic. You know, like 3,300 people out at the stadium and you know, everybody's doing good social distancing. The crowd was excited. The team has been playing well. They probably played the best free flowing rugby that I've seen them play. Like if you watch the match, the offloads that they had, just the overall work rate of that team uh, was phenomenal. What, seeing Zinni come back from injury, like he was out since the first game of the season. Like he got hurt first game of the season, been out. He ran 165 <laughs> meters on five carries. <laughs> like that's just insane.
2: It was all those, he had that 70 meter return. Oh, from, uh,
1: Oh, he he made that defense look he made that defense look ridiculous, by the way. Like he broke through that line. Like, again, I still think Xenia is the fastest, some of the fastest feet in all of MLR. Um, but he just made him look silly. And, and to be honest, I think the overall play, you know, I, I know that everybody I said this on a different podcast and we they talked about it. Uh somebody, I forget who it was, maybe it was Alex Corbusero or whoever it is on the American rugby show or whatever yeah, the, the new podcast is of the 47 podcasts that are out there for, <laughs> for rugby <laughs> yeah, in the US. us. Oh God, it's everybody. Um, <laughs> somebody said something like they said that Austin makes people play sloppy. And, and I took hmm. kind of offense to that. It makes people play down to their level was one. I was like, it, at what point do do people start realizing that Austin's not making people play down to the level? Austin just makes you play bad because of the defense. Like our defense is stifling. Uh, I will say this over and over again. And Grant, I'd, I'd love to get your opinion on it. You know, just uh, you know, coming from the Houston side in that match. And that was, you know, that game was obviously, you know, not, not good on your side, but I think overall like Austin has shut down high powered offenses. Um, they shut down NOLA, they shut down uh, ATL, like school, you know, teams that sc- average like 30 and 33 points a game down to 15 points and make them force turnovers because they keep hitting their gain line and just knocking them back, you know, two to three meters and slowing down their rucks. So, um, you know, Austin playing really well.
0: Yeah. The AGs play a definitely play a disruptive style defense. Um, and, and that's why people will say they bring you down to their level because the Beeritz type defense basically disrupts an offense can be a little nasty yeah and you know and it is <laughs> it's not, it's <laughs> no real oh yeah it's... Grounded. it is and and but but it's effective when it works yeah when it can work and, and uh with the referees we've got right now and the way they're managing the game uh austin is uh austin is benefiting from that on their disruptive beer it style defense
1: yeah yeah, I think so. I mean, we we talk about we look at the stats, and um, uh, you guys will appreciate this on uh, this week's edition of the Austin Rugby Podcast. Uh, our first ever guest joined us, Mr. Gordon Hanlon, and uh, we had Gordon and I had a great half an hour conversation, uh, longer than I have with the players because it's more exciting to talk stats and analysis with Gordon sometimes, <laughs> yeah. as, as, as you guys know. But you know, we really talked about you know the way that Austin is. You know, our, our our loose forwards are Don Bailey's and Michael DeWalls and um, McLean Jones. Like they are the top in the top ten, top fifteen, and dominant tackles and ruck arrivals and and tackles made. You know, they're all in that category, and there's a reason for it. Like they just punish people, and it's yeah, right, Grant. It's it is. It's ugly sometimes. Like it's just they force slower. They force you to slow down in the rucks because they're trying to just jackal as much as they can, and they're trying to you know win every ball that they possibly can. And their fitness levels are just I can't. I mean, it's kind of baffling how many eight, I see eighty minutes played, eighty minutes played, eighty minutes, seventy-eight minutes played. Well, um, <laughs>
0: and that's that's a hard game. That's a hard game to play. Yeah. Uh, well, because and that's why a lot of teams don't do it. Because it is a hard, I mean, you really have to know what you're doing at the breakdown and what you can't do. And you have to very, you have to manage your referee, communicate with them, uh, make sure that they know what you're doing so that, you know, you you can get away with it. Yeah. Uh, We've definitely definitely been penalized on those. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to turn a referee – if you're not communicating and managing a ref when you're playing a disruptive defense, then, you know, you're you're going to get in there, and the ref's going to see you doing something and not know that your arms are out and you were in – you know, you were there legally, and it'll look, because at a glance, like you're on – like you're actually – on your elbows and not supporting your weight which in fact you had your hands on the ball and the other team brought you down on your elbows
1: yeah exactly you know, so
0: you've got to really you got to really communicate and, and with with the referee and with your teammates in order to make that successful and i think if anything austin has been has has managed that part of the game very well yeah
1: yeah i i definitely agree with you and you know, from you know, it, sometimes it's hard as an Austin fan because you have your thoughts and opinions, and you know, you always want to get outside like, okay, what do people actually think? Uh, and going on social media is not exactly the best thing to do because I think people honestly, I still think people look at Austin as like, oh, well, it's still that team from 2019, and so they're going, man, this is so far from it. Like, you know, Austin used to be the team that always found a way to lose, you know, shoot yourself in the foot, do whatever it is. And the first two games of the season, we kind of saw that. The past, the last four games has been like Austin has been that team that's fat that always finds a way to win, right? The NOLA game, the ATL game was just you're talking about aging ten years in in a in a matter of ten minutes, right? <laughs> the stress level well, of Austin transit through there.
0: Those first two games, Austin was trying to figure out which hinge combination and spine combination it was going to go with. Yeah, absolutely. And once it found out. That, that once it found out that Pele to Mac was your best hinge, I mean, and then you put, uh, you know, you could put Marath in the, in the centers and he's still overly effective. Yeah. You know, that, that ended up being the right call.
1: Yeah.
0: For and, sure. uh, but, but those first two games, you didn't see that. You saw out at 12 and uh, I think well, Pele was, uh, was injured at one point or had a niggle or something.
1: Yeah, you you had Pele at nine, and you had Will Will McGee at ten. They got over
0: that, and they got back. Yeah, and you know Will McGee at at fifteen is brilliant. Connor Mooneyham, you know, can switch into fifteen and out with Will, you know, and and without a problem. And he's still he's very expansive on the wing because he's a playmaker and he's fast. And having a playmaker on the wing is dangerous.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I have to say this and when, when I sit there and I look at the, you know, you talked about Connor and I'm really, really sorry, Rick, <laughs> about what what could have been, um, I mean, damn like, right. Like his play. I mean, he's been, I think he's been on team of the week three times in three, three three out of the six weeks. And yeah. just, I mean, he is, he's explosive. He's electric. And, and those matches where we have Roderick Waters and Connor Mooneyham from Houston and from Dallas. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, you sit there and, and I'm just kind of, I, I watched him play, they're two completely different styles of play, right? So you've got Connor who is just kind of that elusive, you know, he'll juke and jive and, just, and try to move out of, of everyone's way. And then you have Roderick Waters who runs, I can say, he runs like Walter Payton. Like he goes looking for somebody to barrel over. And I Mm -hmm. love that because it's a complete, like, because, you know, how do, how do teams defend against Roderick Waters? I think, uh, what Grant, did you call him like the rugby Adonis? The one time. I think one time he called him like the rugby Adonis, but I thought it was uh it was a, it was a great analysis. Um but yeah, you know that well, yeah. something like that. <laughs> so you know it, it's it's great. You know, I, I'm happy for Austin. I think they're playing well. I think um you know, obviously, you know, a, as teams move forward in this season we'll see more and more, um, you know, positive play from. I think positive play from them. I think we've seen that from Houston, you know, that you had the two games in a row and then, you know, now they're playing, I, I think Houston's playing really well. Like they're a free flowing game. That's very simplified. Um, but you know, Austin, I think is finally, they're finally figuring out how, how to play what their style of play is going to be and who they are. So that's, that's my first one. All
2: right. <laughs> You got, are you gonna talk about
1: the Huns and the Blacks? Yes, I am gonna talk. That's number number two, Huns, Blacks, Austin Darby. Uh Alex Reese and I talked about it on the podcast last week uh, for, uh, for Austin Rugby podcast. I gave him a hard time because he absolutely shanked his first kick. <laughs> you go back and watch it. He took like a divot out. Like if, so if you're a uh if 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 you're a golfer, he he basically uh took a nine-iron three to three to four inches away from the ball and just Kicked it about 20, 20, yards. So, um, you know, I, I tell you what, um, the past couple of years, as as you guys know, Austin blacks have just been do- They've been dominant. Like they, they're, they're a tough team. They've been really good. They're up in people's faces. Um, you know, they, they've owned, honestly, they've owned the Huns for a long time. Um, I think, they maybe they won back in, like, the 70s. <laughs> I think Bill Overton told me once, like, you know, the hunt, last win for the Huns was sometime back in the 70s. Um, maybe one or two matches here every once a, a, in a blue moon uh, in the D1 level recently. Um, but, you know, the Huns came out. They won 39-17. Like, it was... Honestly, it was a dominating performance. You know, I've watched the Huns play HTX, both of those matches, which were both great games. Um, I'm sure, you know, Grant, you, you want to chat about that when we talk about HTX. Um, but I think that the, um, you know, overall, I think that the Huns, they've got a pretty solid squad. And um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Coleman, who's their Who is their eight? They call him Red. Um, yeah, I, I think that he was... You know he was probably one of the best be, be maybe not the best player on the pitch and come to find out that he's actually now um he is going to be in the the COVID bubble for the AGs Uh-oh. as as a potential backup so
2: oh i see okay
1: no 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 that's a good thing that's yeah <laughs> so, so so the ags lose forward i mean i mean obviously we've had they've had injuries but the loose forwards right, right now the, So anyway, but this kid, this Coleman guy, like, uh, I I mean, I think he's, he's a fantastic player and pretty exciting. So, um, club rugby back in Austin, Huns and Blacks. Are we seeing
2: seeing at least in Austin that players are starting to move there to play club rugby thinking, absolutely. I, I'm going to get a shot with, with I, AGs at some point. I can't tell you Just how many,
1: I, 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 I said this on the podcast with, and with Alex Reese and, and I guarantee that this is happening in Texas and I'm sure it's my guess is it's happening in Dallas too, given that, you know, Hey, next year, not this year, but maybe next, you know, next year they have a team. Um, people are moving to Austin. I can't tell you how many people a, a week or maybe two weeks write me to say, Hey, I'm moving to Austin. I'd love to know if, you know, you can put me in touch with one of the clubs there. Who do you, you know, who do you support? Type thing, and it's like I support all the clubs, but whoever you want to play with, here's some contact information for each of them. Like you go pick and, right. um, you know, pick something out, and you know, we'll we'll figure that out. So um, I think the people there are they're doing a great job. They are, um, I, I man, I think it's, there's a combination, right? So it's it's not just the, um, it's not just the. AGs, it's the development team. So like so the Outlaws is the new uh U20 squad or U19 squad, whatever okay. it's so you know, so there's there's the it's the rugby HTX for Austin. So it's but it's the youth level. So they're building that up with Mark gerard as the head and 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 Mason um uh oh Mason Mason Herring um as the kind of the assistant with that. So that's going well with them. So maybe it is that you know people are moving to Austin. Well, of course there's a million people moving to Austin every right. day. Um, and, but rugby players yeah. are, mo- are hard, hard are- to tell if it's
2: specifically for rugby or not.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people work here or working for these companies that, that they're moving yeah. on the oracles and the Googles and whatnot and moving from Silicon Valley down here. But um, there are specifically rugby players moving here. You know, we get it. You get messages. I see messages on the Huns board that says, "Hey, you know, Joe Joe Smith is moving down to is moving to Austin to to come play with us." And to, you know, this is his resume. Can somebody help him find You're a job? A yeah, yeah, right. So, and, and you know, as as a as a business owner, I try to do my best to connect people. And so, I've connected a couple guys with you know different employment opportunities. I don't you know, may or may not have got, end up working out. But at the same time, it's so far, it's working out. Um, and again, and that's probably adding to the reason why the Huns are building the team back up. But it's also they've been working on it the last couple of years. And you know, the Blacks have been solid. They lost, you know, they've lost some key players. You know, obviously Chris Bowman went and played with, you know, he, he left. San him, Diego. He left the Blacks, and he's playing in San Diego now. But uh, his RV
0: still out at Marv. But his RV. <laughs> I was actually just kidding. I was gonna say that the RV is still out there. Yeah. Oh, one thing. One thing I've noticed about <clears> the Blacks <throat> this year and the two times we played them is they played a fairly young team yeah. on their first side and an older team on their second side of gets whoever they were playing. Yeah. And uh, I think this indicates something that I'm pretty sure Tane wanted to do for a couple of years. And this is a season that it doesn't really mean anything to any of us. No. Okay. There's no championship on the line. So it's a good year for them to rebuild, bring their youth in because they've got a lot of it. Yeah, they do. And instead of playing their youth on their second side the first few years like they usually do, and then before they make it up into their first side, they're playing their youth on their first side. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, these guys are ballers. Yeah. Okay. Um, they just don't have the experience that a lot of the older guys who have basically said, okay, I can't play that first or second division rugby anymore. You know, they've got a. The, you know, they're on the, they're on the way out, you know, Bradley Yandel's moving to Nashville. He
1: left today. Uh, yeah. And Conley. I know, man, he and, was, he was my backup on the podcast when Alex yeah. could make it.
0: <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, me is uh he's got kids and he's, and he's coaching so much now. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, everybody in that group is, is got a little movement going on and you know, you can't, you, you, Dave Goss and Mike Norton can only play rugby for so long.
1: (laughs) I tell you what, Mike Mike Norton's going to play until he's
0: 97. Goss has been playing so long. I was playing with him in the Quins back in the day. Well, I coached Goss, and my first uh, game coaching Goss was September of 1996. Uh So, so, yeah. Back when when I was young, we used to walk to school both ways. (laughs) uphill the snow so yeah so i mean i I like what what's happening at the blacks are basically using this year to build their uh to build their depth you know in their youth get them blooded get them up against some teams that they're gonna have to play in future years and and actually get them you know to learn hey what that taste is like to have to lose a game yeah it's field a, field.
1: especially a rivalry
0: game. Like it, no, yeah, they were yeah.
1: like you could you could tell they were pissed. Like they were not happy. And, and here, here's the thing, you know, uh, rising t- uh, rising tides raise all boats, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so basically, what's happening? All these young people are coming into Texas. All these young rugby players are coming to Austin, to Houston, to Dallas, with the hopes of playing with one of the MLR teams or getting in the development programs. And so they're going to have to play with the Reds, the, the Quinn, you know, uh, the yeah, over in Houston, you play with anybody over in <laughs> Houston you go again with HTX and they, or come to Austin and play with the blacks and the Huns it's the, the quality of play is gonna get better and better and better and better, it is like, getting better. and it is like I, I, I distinctly remember watching the Huns blacks la, not last year well you be pre pre COVID so Pre-COVID. 2019 um, was one of the last epi- one of the last ones we were able to cover Um <laughs> And I went out and watched the match and I was like, eh, like you could tell a big difference in the quality, like in the play, like, versus like, M, you know, versus this past couple of weeks. I was like, man, there's just a different style. The backs link up better. The forwards have better structure. Like the structure is just better overall. So, um, and, anyway. and
0: now that a lot of these team owners are, are seeing the benefit of the U 18 yeah. and the number of fans that it puts in seats, You'll see more U18 teams in oh, the academies, sure. and then those will see more seniors. You know, those players will eventually go on to play senior rugby yeah. and play it with senior academies. I mean, We've got two players on Rugby HTX that came up through the Sabercat system. Yeah, I think we actually have more now that uh, the college is getting out, and we've got some college kids coming in.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. So, and, that, I, you know, like I was saying, like, it'll be – we just did a lot of the – they the applications and stuff for, and I guess that the assessments for all of the Austin Outlaws for the AGs. Their their U eighteen, mm-hmm. you know, kind of their development program, which I think will start. I don't know when it starts. Actually, I think it starts kind of in a couple months, but still summertime, and you start helping these kids build up, you know, their rugby knowledge and skill set with some top level coaching, and I think with that and building that community. Austin the Austin MLR players they're staying here like I've talked to a lot of guys So Robbie could see a you know hooker for Austin. He's like I'm moving my family here Like we are moving like I've talked to his wife and she's like I love it here. I'm staying here I want to raise my kid here like they just love it here and they want to stay and that's that's a pretty cool thing Because in years past all the you know, I know in Houston You had a lot of guys stay around but in Austin Everybody went home and went went back to wherever they were where are from around the US and so with everybody moving here that, that plays better for rugby year round, you know, just in general for, uh, for Austin and for Texas, you know, I'm sure it's happening all around. So, you know, some summer ball where guys are playing sevens and things like that, which, uh, which I think will be pretty cool too. So that's, that's it. Uh, the last one I want to touch base on and uh, and then I will turn it over to everybody else. you have and- taken your hour. I've taken, man, I, I know. It. Well, we, we've kind of sidebarred a lot too because it, Grant wasn't quite ready. So I was, I was kind of fill, filling it in there. Too. <laughs> I'm watching, watching the clocks and stuff. Um, gentlemen, you know, we, we talk about everything going on in rugby and we primarily talk rugby union
0: and for a reason for, <laughs> <laughs> oh man come on i we can't, I can't
2: wait to hear so, his reaction to this next point i
0: know it's like, <laughs> so
1: uh for a reason listen uh i i don't hate on the other code Uh, um, I, I, I i code switchers uh is my idea for a podcast with uh rate talk rugby league and rugby union uh cordially <laughs> um but it got That's announced possible. what's that is it possible? Is possible? I don't know. Maybe I don't know.
0: It <laughs> got announced.
1: It, it got announced that there is the North American Rugby League, the NARL, and gentlemen, Austin got their own team, the Austin Armadillos. Up the dillos. So,
0: <laughs> fun, you know, fun fact about armadillos. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, Just run over animal in Texas. They are. they will blow yeah,
0: your tire when, out. When an ar- when an armadillo has has a, a litter she only has a litter of four yeah and they're either all male or all female okay interesting there's no mixing no there's no mixed sex in, uh, in there i'm waiting That's for one of the it. other no no it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, you're talking about league and it's insignificant so i wanted to give you some insin- <laughs> insin- <laughs>
1: Boom. <laughs> Boom, drop it. Hey, I, no, I think you know. I, 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 I think. Hey, but here, I, here's, here's 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 my th- here's my thought. Right, and and I think you guys will appreciate this. Texas. What's Texas's biggest sport besides rodeo? Because <laughs> rodeo, rodeo is the official sport of Texas. And okay. other fun football. facts you should know. Foosball. Yeah, foosball. Foosball. Rugby league, right? So rugby league, the way it's played, you basically you get five. Five, t- five tackles, and then you have to kick the ball away. Very similar to football. So my theory is rugby league is the gateway drug for rugby union. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, to, I, get, I, to get football fans to in. To get mm-hmm. football fans in, right? Yeah. So it's like, hey, you got to tackle. Great. Okay, well, now we're adding rucks and scrums where, you know, you don't just tackle them and stand up and play the ball, between, you know, uh, from the back foot. I like rugby league. It's fast paced. It's hard hits. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a little more stoppage. It's there, you know, there's no scrums for all of us. Well, the three of us who actually were in the scrum. So um maybe it was a better for us. We would have gotten around the field more. I God, not very long. yeah I know, right? Like their scrums are just like, and we're done. <laughs> so um, but I think that yeah, it's it's cool. Um, if you want to go check out more, uh, I, I recorded a special episode with basically one of the the, base, the entire Western conference is operating like an Olympic sevens type of program. They're all playing out of Las Vegas. So the Western conference will play round Robin, um, for, I think it's like eight weeks or so. Um, everybody plays everybody, there's six teams and they're all going to live in Vegas, train in Vegas, uh, and play in Vegas. And then down. What's that? Oh yeah. It cuts the cost. There's no cost. Well, there's costs, but there's no travel costs for them. And then the Eastern conference teams, they'll play each other. Uh, you know, teams in Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, Boston. So again, travel costs are not as expensive up that way. Um, but then they'll play a grand final and the Western champions will play the Eastern champions, but the whole Western conference is owned by one organization. Wow. And then with the goal of to bring them back to put their teams out and they're, in the in the next year, they're going to be working with local companies here in Austin and Phoenix and and San Diego and stuff to find ownership to buy into the group, uh, kind of like the MLS is structured. Actually, exactly like the MLS is structured. Yeah, very similar. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's fascinating. Um, big announcement, literally and figuratively, for the Austin Armadillos. The the big Mikey, former Austin, um, Austin Godzilla. No, the Fijian Godzilla,
2: excuse me, Fijian Godzilla. Mikey, uh,
1: Michele Nair Matanga. I can't, I can never get his name right. Nair Matanga, uh, his name is very hard to say. He 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 lost a lot of weight and he's playing up with the reds right now and if you want to go out and watch him play before he's been he dropped some pounds i bet he dropped 30 pounds or so in this past year he's fit uh, but he is just a menacing figure so anyway that's my last one rugby league coming to texas coming to austin um officially uh this year but in physical presence 2022
2: So I have a similar, uh, not strictly rugby union rugby story that, uh, this has been ongoing for about six months or so, but I've been in contact with them. Um, there are going to be two Dallas area Aussie rules, football teams, uh, professional Aussie rule football teams playing, uh, in the same league um, in, in a national league. Uh, can't remember the name of the league, but, um, national in Aussie a, rules football, uh, <laughs> a- ARL or something like league that association. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, just, I was just going off your rugby league. I wanted to make sure I got that in there because I'll probably <laughs> go see a few matches occasionally here. Yeah. Um, so outside of that, you know, jackals, it's, it's obviously been slow. Um, comparatively because we're not playing. Um, now, I know that uh, there were some coaching moves that have happened over the last week and a half. Um, head coach, um, Alan Clark, will now be the technical director for Seattle, or at least one of the technical directors as they made a, a few moves up there, yeah. uh, to, uh, let's say, uh, strengthen their uh, coaching and uh, management staff. Um, and also uh Lee Radford. Uh now Alan Clark is expected to be back, according to the Dallas Jackals, uh for next year to be the head coach of the Jackals for 2022.
1: Yeah. To me, we shall see, but that is what they posted <laughs> on social media. Yeah. Uh, they see, they, they that, say they share that until somebody buys out his contractors and exactly. says, Hey, we'll offer you this boatload of money to come coach us.
2: <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, it looks like Lee Radford will be gone permanently because he's yeah. taken a head coaching job at Castleford Tigers. In, uh, in, the, in, the, super rug- in the
1: Super Rugby League. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. It, over in, uh, in England. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's going to be, that's hard for him to pass up. Uh, that's really oh, yeah. his true calling um, and basically going home. Uh, And taking a head coaching position, which obviously was something he'd be very interested in. So, yeah, um, good for him. Unfortunate for the Jackals. uh, They'll be looking for a defensive coach, hopefully, because uh, looking at what, um, you know, often in Houston have put forward over the last couple of years, um, we will need to play defense. Uh, there's some serious scoring going
1: on. In I said, I, I, say, I say why other, other MLR teams aren't playing defense. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like nobody point. plays defense. <laughs> <God>. But, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, sorry, pretty much nobody. All plays the defense. That we've had in terms of, uh, signings or, or losses of signings, we have had, uh, the Jackals announced that they've gone down and watched a game in Austin. Uh, the staff has, um, I know that the head coach or. Assistant GM, technically right now, I guess she's the head coach, Elaine Bassey. Um, it just had her second child. Uh, so they are obviously not traveling, and uh it's been very quiet on that front. Um, congratulations to them yeah. um, But the biggest news was that uh you know just like you're saying in Austin, we have club rugby playing. Uh, so the Dallas Harlequins and Reds played this past week, and I know that uh, both of them have played in past weekends. Um, the Reds had um, fairly big match. They have the Huns. They had the Huns this past yeah, weekend. Yeah, they beat they beat the Huns this past weekend. They beat the Huns, um, and the Quins have the Huns in the upcoming weekend. Now, I went out watched them play against Shreveport, and uh, I, as uh, Shreveport posted in their social media. I think it was kind of an unfortunate situation. Um, the Quins wanted to get a good run out, so they put their D1 players out there first against the Treeport team that would be playing D3. Um, and the final score was something like eighty-seven to seventeen or thirteen or something kind of crazy. Ouch. I think it was seventeen was final. Uh, all the seventeen points from Treeport came at the very end when they were playing against. What would probably be considered uh, Dallas's uh, the Quinn's Division Three side.
1: Yeah. So. Um, in and Shreveport? What's their? Are they Division Two? They're they? Division Three. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, uh, they're playing a bunch of D two guys on that team though, because I remember playing against a bunch of them when I played. Yeah. So it's they've got D two talent for sure, if not D one talent on that team. But I what believe they're, they're playing, playing Division. Yeah. They're playing. D, they had played Division Three in the last uh, okay. season.
1: Final uh, score of that Reds-Huns match was 36-29 Reds. Yeah, tight one.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it looked like it. The Reds have a great team. Uh, they've had a great team for several years now. They've been in the national you know, championship running. Uh, so, I mean, with the Blacks, it's just not surprising that they're going to probably have some runouts. Uh, would not be surprised. Uh, they just announced uh, the Reds and the Quins will play. Um, I know the Reds Division Two will play against Fort Worth. Uh, in between the Redskins matches, and that will be May the fifteenth, I
1: believe, at Lake Highlands. So, um, will that be? Will there be a live stream of that match? That could be on a Texas Rugby Channel. <laughs> There's a
2: plan for that to happen. So uh, look look out for that in upcoming weekend. Um, I don't know if we'll get a we'll get a run of the uh, game this weekend. I'm going to work with um, the Quins and the Reds and see if we can't get both of those streams as well for this upcoming weekend. I know the uh, the Quins Huns match would be a good one to have up.
1: That would be. Um, I, I the Huns so, usually put post theirs if they're at home. The Huns usually post it uh, or put it up on their page um, yeah. and do a pretty good job. You know because I don't know, that's that's how we get most of this stuff. But uh, I think if if the Quins do it, I mean we'll we'll post it on the page for sure. So. Um, We've got that upcoming uh, for this
2: upcoming weekend. So second part, you know, first part is what the Jackals are doing. Second piece is, you know, club rugby finally. Uh, My third piece is the unfortunate piece, and that is that almost all the uh, Dallas area universities are still shut down from games. Now, Mm -hmm. they have started training. I was approved today to go on campus to coach, um, along with our head coach, um, Usani Iwa for the uh, SMU Rugby Club. All right. UNT. Um, I don't know if they have the same situation going on, but I know that they said players are practicing, but they are still required to practice in groups of 10. Um, Uh they can't use the same equipment. I mean, you know, a lot of this kind of baloney stuff, we got rugby games being played. The universities are just being very, very careful with, uh, uh, the kids, um, CYA. So, um, You know, it's something. So we'll get out there. We'll we'll get some fitness in. Um, There may or may not be games played in the near future. Yeah. Um, We just have to see, wait and see what the universities say. And it's the the biggest problem is is that TRU has lifted everything for university club play for now. I think two and a half months. Yeah. So from TRU's perspective, we can do whatever we want to. But every single one of the universities at this point has basically said there will be no games. I know that Abilene Christian has been open basically since like October. So they've been trying to get run outs. It's just all the universities that are in the big cities. I know UNT shut down. um, UTD um, and University of Dallas as well. And then I've heard Texas State's been shut down. Um, And Texas, I'm guessing Texas is probably training And they they may or may not be allowed to play matches yet. Yeah. So that's the unfortunate part from... Uh, the university level, you know, I, I get being careful,
1: it's crazy but crazy. Cause high school's playing too, like West West, West Lake and Lake and Lake Travis played. I know that the wood they played the woodlands and, and Lake Travis are playing these kids. Know, these like kids, everybody's playing yeah.
2: a couple feet away from each other for, you know, an hour or two, but they can't go on a rugby field where you, you won't be near somebody for longer than, you know, a minute max at a time. Right. While, yeah. while the coaches get instruction and that's it, yeah. but it is what it is. That's where we're at. All right. So that's, I think that's all that's going on in Dallas as far as rugby. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to do a few, uh, watch parties for, their, uh, MLR. I know a lot of guys are hanging on to the Jackals thing, but people are really frustrated,
1: uh, can I, the, whole, the can way I that they advocate for a minute and be, the, and the be players,
2: that very disappointing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you, you, say, you What are you saying with the players? Sorry, I interrupted you for what was up with the players. Oh, I was
2: just saying that it's, it's, it was you know guys are kind of uh, they're di- you know upset, disappointed about the way that the Jackals organization treated the players. Yeah, uh, I, so, I, I've heard gonna,
1: some things coming out of it about about the end there um, that did not did not sit well with a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, probably to be taken offline. <laughs> yeah but I'll fly. I'd like to hear that you can take it off yeah I can see yeah but you know so I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick do you think you will get a team next year because in my mind if I'm on the outside not look, looking in and Grant's laughing over there I, I, I hate to do this but it's, it's true it's like it just seems like they're holding on with the hope that something's going to happen but yet one coach goes the other coach goes it just seems as though can't can't get your shit together <laughs> i don't know if that's just me i don't know great great. is laughing <laughs> you he, know he put himself on mute because he because he knows i don't care
2: <laughs> i think if if we didn't see the staff you know going out and doing events together uh traveling down to austin to watch a match to see how i'll give you austin that things like if there wasn't that going on i think we would have a lot more doubt right now yeah I, To me, I give it about a 75% chance of happening next year. If you had had radio silence,
1: I'd have said, no, there's no way.
2: I would have said there's a 40% chance that we'd have a team next year. If that
0: was the case.
1: Yeah. Well, you're very optimistic.
0: I'll give you, i give you 400 to one odds that they actually have a team next year. Oh, wow. Wow. So 10 bucks to get
1: four grand. Four is grand. I <laughs> can use that four grand. I, 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 we, and we will, we will have it paid out. We'll take out. that offline too. We'll have it paid out here on Texas Rugby Monthly. Stay tuned folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Grant.
2: He has to shave his beard. He has to shave his beard.
0: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That, oh, mess that mess not on. That's that, not on. Oh, <laughs> shit. You'd rather they're, give me a brand than shave his beard. <laughs> so so uh, before I get started on Houston, I got to apologize for something. Okay. It is, we are recording this on NFL draft night, and the mm. fins are about to come up. Hey, did hey, hey, get stupid? And you're going to hear somebody yelling in the background <laughs> and cussing. Okay, and, and I want to apologize for that in the beginning. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to... It is our annual. It is the Cole House's annual scream and yell and cuss the TV night. I, I Isn't saw, that? I thought I that was when the cat. Also. I thought that was in
1: the cats played.
0: No, no, no. That's that's <laughs> the NFL draft night. Anything anything the Dolphins do is, is going to be uh, screamed at because it's not what anybody thinks they should do.
1: Yeah, of so, course. That's so that's, quick, that's every. That's every. I'm
2: not, I'm not a Dolphins fan, but I, um, uh, I got lucky enough to go sit in a box at in Miami at a game mm-hmm. and watch very nice. Uh, and it, was, it was a Dolphins team that hadn't won a game all year. They might've been like open 12 or one in 11 mm-hmm. or something like that. And, um, last play of the game, they ran a crossing route guy catches. It goes 70, 60, 70 yards for a touchdown. They win on that play. I've never been more
0: excited as in a, at, at a football game than that game, and I don't like the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah right. Well, hey. my wife is a uh, dyed-in-the-wool Dolphins fan and always has been. She doesn't care whether they win or lose. She loves them, and yeah. there's no rhyme or reason hey, to it. She's from. She's from Iowa and was raised what? in Vegas. <laughs> uh, just
1: to let you know, the pick was in. Uh, the number for the first round, the number six pick, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle out of the University of Alabama. 5'10", <laughs> 180 pounds wide and, receiver.
0: And anybody coming out of Alabama going to the Fins is going get, to get cursed in my house. Yeah, right? Oh, no. Because Alabama, Alabama is hated as much as the Patriots are here.
2: Oh that's good. <laughs>
0: all right. Well now yeah, that you're in the SEC. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, Grant, what's, what's going now? on in Houston?
0: <laughs> I, I've warned I've warned y'all about what's going on in Houston in this house. But uh hey, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out. Hark and Hurt have been playing and uh they, they had a match a couple weekends ago and Hark won out on that. Uh but uh it was a good hard fought match. The Arrows have been playing. They're a D three team here in Houston, but they've got uh They've actually got about two sides, mm. so they they uh, they came out and played the Dallas, uh, Dallas Rugby when Dallas Rugby came up here to play us. So uh, you know that was a good you, know, you hear it, don't you? <laughs> uh, this is great. And uh, it's
1: high quality entertainment.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, so so you know, good things going on in club rugby in Houston. Uh, of course, high school rugby's uh, at a peak right now. Uh, the woodlands are tearing up the field. Yeah, yeah they're straight. Straight Jesuit has uh, has had a good year, but uh, just hasn't haven't been able to you know end it out. But they've got one of the things about Strake is they're definitely in a growth year. Yeah, and you see this in Houston between the three Catholic high schools, Strake, St. Pius X, and uh, and St. Thomas, is they they run on they they kind of run on a cyclist of which team's up. And so right now, it strikes up and, and you know the cycle it goes and it, it doesn't really have a certain set number of years, but you'll one team will be up and the others will be kind of middle range or down. But uh, I think that's changing a lot in Houston with the uh, amount of youth rugby that's happening here, and we're as we're seeing those players move into the high school teams. So that's that's something I think we're going to see a big change in in the next few years here. Uh, <laughs> I love
1: it. People listen to this for the first time. are going. What the <laughs> hell is going on on this podcast? <laughs> I <gotta choose> this. <laughs> what kind of show is this? rubbish is this?
0: <laughs> and uh but uh you know, it, it's it's good to see a lot of the high school games have been played at Aviva, and that's uh, fantastic. By the way, Turkey, I I, lo- yeah. I love that. I absolutely love yeah, that. It's- especially the U18 games between uh between different teams and the uh and brother martin coming over uh the team from I can't remember which team it was but I think it was a team in New York that came down and mm. and rolled through and played some of the high school teams here so uh aviva's kind of becoming a mecca i would say nice. and uh you know you'll come to if you if you come on a saturday in april and may to the game uh you can get to the field around noon and have three rugby games going on at all times until the cats kick off
1: and the goal so, is to keep them all to stay around and to watch well and then, that and then you
0: look you know uh you know arrows they uh they just basically parked out in the parking lot there in the north uh, northeast corner yeah. of the parking lot set up their tents and after their game they tailgated yeah. And hosted the Red, uh, hosted Dallas rugby and, you know, went on from there. So I was really impressed with that. So there, I mean, a lot of good things are happening out there and, uh, and, and I just, I really want to, you know, give a shout out to all those people that are in Houston making club and high school club and youth rugby happen. Yeah. It's been, I mean, you watch them, they make sure the kids are segregated and, you know, in, in, in groups of 10. And, you know, they're, they're playing flag and, they get all their checks done, and, and there's a massive amount of of uh, of adults that have to do that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that these kids can play, and then afterwards, you know, you'll see uh, the Saint Thomas team, the Saint Thomas moms or the Strake moms, they've pulled up uh, right there at the, at the corner between the uh, the main field and the field one. They'll have tables set up and have a uh, have a dinner, have a potluck dinner set out for uh, the visiting team so they can still do team feed. That's awesome. And, That's yeah, and so they haven't lost any of the, uh, any of the spirit of rugby here. So, um, you know, we're, we're rugby HTX is, we've had what we think is a good season so far. Uh, we don't measure our success on the field so much. I mean, though no, we have had three wins so far. Yeah. Uh, but we really measure our success in the fact that we've had three players called up to the cats. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and and, uh, awesome. and that's, uh, yeah. And that's pretty important. And then last week when we went to play the blacks, we were missing half our front row. Um, one got called up, two were sick and just couldn't, I mean, they had uh stomach flu, couldn't make one had pneumonia Ooh. and, yeah. uh, so we went. We went to uh, we went up to Austin with a loose head prop who'd never played with us before, had only practiced with us for a week, and had been playing center for his college team the season before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, Can you and, imagine and, and that center then? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm sitting. I mean, and when I look at him, I'm thinking, "You he played center? Look like much. No, he doesn't look like much." Yeah. Like he doesn't look like an athlete, but when you watch him play, it's like Mike Teo. Yeah. Doesn't matter that he doesn't look like an athlete. Right. What he plays like is a different story. Yeah. I seriously I saw this guy tackle three people in front of me at different times in the game. He smiles when he tackles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> he he's
0: got a he's got a mullet. I mean, he's you know he, he, but he, he goes into a tackle smiling. And, and, uh, and so we were, you know, we were very, uh, we were very blessed to have him come out and, and start with our squad. And, uh, we, you know, we're, we're gonna, we've got him on the bench this week against XO. And, uh, but, uh, that's only because we've got our sick ones back and we can, you know, we've got a, we want to get out there and put on a big show. They're a big, you know, uh, rugby town XO is a big, a big team. This is, this is an
1: interesting matchup and it's one we've been talking about for a while. You know, yeah, back, but, back you know, when it first got the, announced, it'll
0: be. Yeah, one of the things I think um, in, in watching some of the EXO games, uh, their their scrum does not get near as low as ours does. Yeah. And, you know, knowing what I know and, and you know, by the time this airs, the game will have played. Yeah. But knowing what I know. I, if, know, I oh, get
1: it out tomorrow. <laughs> okay, nobody you knows know. how how, how
0: Cat Roche uh, referees the scrums. Yeah, uh, you know, once their butts get above their hit their shoulders too much, we're going to be getting penalties all day long. Yeah, for uh, you know, we're going to be you know earning those penalties, and, and the, which is what happened when we played the Blacks last week. Um, you know, for, unfortunately for the Blacks, you know they didn't have a whole lot of forwards front rows either, and uh, so we both played a really tight game in the scrum, we, we got to win all of our put-ins and we won quite a few of theirs. So I was very impressed by that. I was impressed by our guys, the defense they played this year, you know, after that first game against Dallas rugby, uh, we really stepped up our defense and, Mm -hmm. and we figured, Hey, let's do that. We can win that. Right. And so we've been playing to our structure on defense and, uh, been very impressed with the guys, and that's why we're getting call ups. That's why the coaches, the the cats coaches, are out there watching our games when we're playing at home. Yeah. You know, and the cats are out there too because these guys are playing at that. You know, they're they're playing to get at that level, and not all of them are at that level yet. But they're all playing with the desire to be there, and you can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing about this last week, we finally got to play to our offensive structure. Uh, We finally basically started moving the ball out to our edge and letting our edge do the work and then coming back inside once it punched up, uh, you know, and that's, that's why we were able to win against Austin blacks. Um, You know, the blacks played a hell of a game. Uh, They were, I mean, even with the young team, they were tough as nails as they always are. Anything, I mean, nothing less than what you'd expect from them. Uh, The difference was there was a lot of talent and experience versus, a lot of inexperience and talent. Mm. So, you know, the, the Blacks, uh, I, I'm telling you there's a lot of talent on the Blacks right now. If they keep going the direction they're going and, and you know, get back into the swing of it next season, they're going to be as tough to beat as they always have been. Yeah. yeah. So that, it's, they, they, Texas
2: State's been filtering a lot of their players to the Blacks. Yeah, that's what, um, that's what I heard. You know, I know a lot of those kids. I played with their dads. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> not to age myself, but yeah. That's funny. Um hey, hey but, man, uh, one, of my, one of my players of my players at A&M, back from the 90s, his son's played at AM now. There
2: you go. Uh, uh you start feeling old when, when people you played with have uh, kids playing at that level. Yeah. Right. Um, Luckily my kids aren't quite that old that I can go, oh man, I'm really old my kids are playing. Uh but uh I know that Texas State's been filtering a lot of their players up to that black squad. And uh, that's only going to help them uh, going forward because that Texas State program is is very good. Yeah.
0: So so that's what's happening with rugby HDX. Um, you know some of the some of the things that I think we want to watch out of there. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of young names that are definitely going to come up in, in in later years. DJ Selby, mm-hmm. David John Selby, and uh, Cole Ellum, I think. Both have the ability to make it hit the next level if that if they desire to. Um, I think DJ, you know, will have the definitely have the desire to. Cole has the opportunity. It's just whether that's something he wants or not. Um, and yeah, I also, so Cole, uh, like don't know who it is. <laughs> so, so Cole's a scrum half, and DJ plays. Uh, he plays fullback for us, but he's really a fly half. Mm, okay, but I mean he's blossomed as a fullback for us. And he's got a phenomenal boot. Oh. You know, I, I saw that kid, uh, he kicked a uh, a drop kick at St. Pius one time, and he was on the 40 meter line on the opposite side of the field when he drop kicked it. Oh, that was 10. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Six. So, yeah, that, yeah, In case that ball. In case,
1: case you're doing math on uh, there, Pretty Yeah.
0: That, yeah, that ball went well, it actually went 70 yards because remember, the goalpost is in the back of the, back goal, of the... Uh, goal. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, that and it went over the fence and hit a car out the parking lot. <laughs> so it's so yeah, is Dan Carter? Is uh, Dan kid? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Selby, I oh, mean it, 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 Jordy it's Barrett. Really, yeah, <laughs> I mean when he when he's on it's and when easy. he's you know he's got a boot that is just a, it, it's a it's a Howitzer. Yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, there's some kids in there that are that are coming up. Uh one of the things I was really happy to see last week is uh Max Wilson started throwing his weight around. He is a 6 foot 6 uh block for us and uh has been it came up through the Brazosport Spartans and the uh uh the U- Houston SaberCats Junior Academy. Mm. Uh big guy. He's putting on muscle right now. And he's just now learning to really throw his weight around and be, you know, that lock that he needs to be. And I yeah. think a few more games and, and, and a season at sevens, working on the skills, and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with out there. I'm excited to see what this season looks like. Yeah, it'll be and then, and then, You know, this week lot we've lot had uh, three or four kids. Uh, they're out of college now. They're back in town and they're coming out to practice with us. They intend to be with us through the seventh season. Our seventh season starts the day after Memorial day. And, uh, you know, we, we intend to host a seventh tournament down here in Houston and uh, as well as make as many tournaments as we can around the state and, and maybe even farther afield. So, so what's I going chats been... cats, man, we're two and two and three right now. Uh, one thing I, I got to say is, uh, so we saw the first game that we played and we won against Seattle, and then the game we played and won against uh, the Legion. Yeah. And in both of those games, we played a simpler offense than we played in the two games we got shut out in. Yeah. In those two games, we played a very complex offense. The team wasn't ready to play at that level, that complexity yet. They hadn't got the simple parts of the game down. They didn't have the workup time to have that complex game down. And so a lot of what happened there was they're beating themselves in those two games where they got shut out because they just weren't on. They weren't on and they were trying to play a system. They weren't ready to play yet. Well, they get to the simpler system against San Diego. And hey, we saw the results there. They continue to build on that against the uh, Guiltinis. And, hey, you put up 43 points against the Giltini. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. In a 93-point match, I'm not upset <laughs> about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, you know, where's, where's that yeah. defense? <laughs> yeah. I remember, you know, our, their offense worked, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and defense is something we know that they can do when they want to do it. Yeah. So now that's the next thing, right? we got to get that defensive structure in place and working. And, and, and against a team like the Giltinis, who will come from depth at all angles, yeah, uh, that's a bit, that's difficult. I mean, you've got to, you've got to adjust your defense on the fly sometimes. And the defense you set out to play is not the defense you're going to put in place once the ball starts moving.
2: Hmm.
0: So, and that, and that's what a lot of teams just don't seem to be able to do against the Giltinis is adjust their defenses on the fly. Hmm. And, you know, you look at the speed with which the Giltinis are moving around the field, the speed with which they, uh, uh get the ball out at the breakdown. Uh they're spending well, the so making yeah. Seems like it's on a
2: totally different level. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it it is. It really is. And you know, it helps that you have Ashley Cooper and vandermeer in there. Yeah. But those guys are, you know, they're they're internet they're you elite mean- level world class athletes.
2: So along with Vandermeer uh and Wing, they pretty much are featuring the 2012 National Wallabies team that went <laughs> to the World Cup. So all of them. that team's
0: bit unfair. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, then you look at the play, look at New England Free Jacks and all of the Super Rugby players that are on that team. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, is that unfair? I don't think it's unfair. I think uh, you know this 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 article that Martin Piggelly wrote today and published today. I think it's very telling about where. MLR is going to go, and I think the place it's going to go is in a in a money bracket that is far and away above what World Rugby can manage, and they're going to mm-hmm. World Rugby is going to end up being the follower instead of a leader yeah. when it comes to uh, when it comes to this because the MLRs is, is basically paint a picture of what can be yeah. right now. And once they get the right money in there and the right players in there, and we built up a player base from the state side that can bolster all of these foreigners that can come over yeah. and play uh and that we're just two three years out from doing that, yeah okay yeah we're not that far. it's not like we're five to ten years out. we're two to three years out from making that happen and uh once that happens. I think that the money we see going into the MLR and then what the MLR's knock-on effect is with the other leagues in the world uh, is going to be something that world rugby is going to have to deal with in order for them to maintain the control of the game they want. And I don't think that they're going to maintain that control the way they think they are. Yeah. Because the they old fuddy does... That control go down to the... Yeah. The different RFUs. I mean, once Beaumont and once Bill Beaumont get, finally goes out, um, and some of the other guys that are that are in his era go out. Those are the last of the real union guys, right? The real guys who, you know, country first, club second, right? Yeah. And, and then you've got a bunch of guys who understand, you know, Jason Leonard, who understand just how important it is to play for country, but they also understand just how important the club game is to keep everything financially stable. For sure, man. and, and uh, so once the you know your Augustine Pichot and your Jason Leonard's wow. become in charge of that stuff, uh, <laughs> we should take
1: have <laughs> <laughs> should, taken him.
0: Should him. <laughs> once once you see that those guys getting in, into place, the Dan Haynes of the world getting into play, getting into the uh, power structure world of world rugby, then you'll start to see the club game come to the fore. And uh, we'll see, and there'll be a lot more money in the sport. And so the Rugby World Cup will be a spectacle on par with the you know FIFA World Cup. We can only and, hope so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine, uh, so it's no, it's no doubt that there's only two stadiums in Texas that could really host a World Cup match, and that's AT&T and NRG. Yeah. And, and they have the fields. They have the fields that can be made to that size. Sure. But can you imagine packing a hundred thousand people in to watch a, a rugby world cup? I'd bl- uh, love,
1: love to see in that Texas. happen in Texas. Yeah.
0: In Texas, and you know, and and you know, give us five years, six years, maybe, and we'll be able to put forty-eight to fifty thousand people into all 48 of the, uh, rugby world cup matches, pool ma- matches. So, you know, it'll average the 48 to 50,000 people per match. And, and that, that's going to be a real deal. Oh, I mean, yeah? that, that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I think in the next couple of years, we'll see bold stadium, Aviva, uh, uh, maybe the, the AT&T, uh, uh, baseball stadium. What's the one? Uh, ball, ball, old Ball in Arlington. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah, in, and, I in, don't it, know if it's called Globe Life, but it used to be yeah, Globe, Globe. Life, Globe Life. So, you know, and we'll see stadiums like that hosting international matches. And, you know, as they sell out and move up, so, you know, U.S. may play Chile down here in Aviva. Yeah. And, and you know, loaded up 4,000 people. And then it may go over to Bowl to play Canada and just sell out Bowl. Yeah, which would be awesome because I, I love. I mean, I, I got to say, man, I love the atmosphere at Bowl. I hate fun. having to walk everywhere. Yeah, but I love the atmosphere there. It was, it was cool. It's great. It's a vibrant yeah. atmosphere for sure. It's good to see Nazi back he's doing something. He's insane. <laughs> Holding a wallaby.
1: Oh, man,
0: at the last game. Everywhere. it was funny you know when when at the cats game Noxie was asking for an intern and the intern that he was asking for was standing right there in front of us not responding and i, I think she was frozen and, and didn't know what to do <laughs> it, oh, that's it was funny. kind of funny it was kind of funny and and uh so we talked about this <laughs> Noxie, (laughs) Noxie holding a wallaby is nothing. Yeah, Noxie interviewing Alexis, Texas before the match out on the out on the tar uh, the, the, i have no the idea who, I don't
1: i don't know who that is
0: yes you're yes. a liar <laughs> you're a liar dustin z
1: <laughs> anyway thanks for joining texas <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't on, know, on that note
0: up, i look up to the screen and you know i immediately go oh shoot, that really is her <laughs> and he doesn't know and i'm messaging uh 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 kit and uh Lincoln? Yeah. And Lincoln telling them what's happening. And they're like, no way. I said, wait, man, look. That's funny. <laughs> half Scotty, have Scotty, give you the playback. He just got <laughs> on the There was a match.
2: I don't remember what match it was, but uh talking about celebrities, uh who was it? Um uh Scherzinger, Nicole Scherzinger was at yeah, the, an the MLT match. Giltini's match yeah. LA. She's uh dating a former rugby league player? No, rugby union. All right. Is it a union player who yeah, Shaw I, or something?
0: I, I don't know his name. I don't yeah,
1: know. I don't
2: his know. Name. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Anyway, it's
2: not, it's that's not, it's not
0: Texas. Say, that's what I've got to say for Houston tonight.
1: It's well, definitely
0: not Alexis, Texas.
1: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I know. So, hey, guys. Hey, uh, guys. Another great episode of, of the yeah. show. Uh, little little side conversations in the back there, <laughs> yelling at pics of the draft. <laughs> I, I think
0: it. she's yelling at me right now. Yeah, she's yelling at you to get off
1: the damn show. She's it's like, you're going, going too damn long. So uh, I'm sure my wife is in the other room yelling at me going too damn long, too. Hey, uh, really appreciate it. Uh, the April edition of Texas Rugby Monthly. Uh, oh guys, God. hey, don't forget. If you want to help support uh, Texas families uh, that have been impacted by you know the storms uh, that hit here this past winter, it's still going on. The we are uh, the we're Texas. The rugby for Texas T-shirts are on the world are on the rugby shop.com slash Austin rugby supporters. We put it under the whole one thing. Cause we have the Gilgroni act line too, <laughs> which is awesome. Very nice. um, but those shirts are, are made. I think there was a, uh, like a 14 day delay cause they were making it. And of course it was the beginning of the season for MLR. So everybody was just busy with stuff, but they are ready inside the shop. So you can buy t-shirts, tank tops, sweaters, whatever you want. It's all there. Go and support 100% goes to charity. Guys, another great episode. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining for Rick Collins up in Dallas, Grant Cole over there in Houston, who has to go watch the rest of the NFL draft. I'm (laughs) Dustin Zare down in Austin. (laughs) Saying thanks for watching and listening to Texas Rugby Monthly. Man, I'll get it out eventually. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining.
2: Yeah, see ya.